Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand, and now I'm a work-at-home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you, so scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Hey guys, welcome back to the show this week. I am so excited to be bringing you another Etsy success story. And I know I say this every time, but this one is so unique. We have identical twin sisters who run two Etsy shops together. And the first one is Lenise. She is a retired banker. She retired about a year and a half ago. And we have her twin sister, Denise, who just literally just before this recording um, is a retired second grade teacher. And they live next door to each other. They are best friends. They do everything together um, with their families. And now they also run these Etsy shops together. So their story is is very cool. They're extremely detail-oriented. They're very strategic about their Etsy shops. And um, they're going to be sharing a lot of things that we haven't heard before on the podcast. I really love their approach. And I think some of you, especially those of you who like to approach things from a really um, analytical perspective, are going to super enjoy everything they have to share. So the first shop is Nisi's Creation. And that is that shop is in the top 1% of all shops on Etsy, according to E-Rank. They have had 9,700, yeah, 9,700 sales in just five and a half years on Etsy. That is amazing. It was one of the reasons I was like, um, skr, excuse me, can you please come on the podcast and share? And then this is also really neat. In 2020, they opened another shop called Simply Elementary Stickers, and it has sold more items um, than 96% of all other Etsy shops, also according to E-Rank. Those were some stats that they provided to me. They have had over 1,500 sales in Simply Elementary Stickers in just one and a half years on Etsy. So I really was excited to have them share about that too, since so many of you wonder, can you still be successful with a new Etsy shop? Or is it just these people who have success have been around a long time? And since every single shop is not connected, these guys are proving with their story that you can start fresh with a whole brand new shop and still have success. And you guys, I see that every single day with my coaching clients. It is absolutely not too late. You can totally be a success story, even if you're just getting to the table. And I hope that this podcast continues to be a resource for you to learn how to do that. So um, Lenise and Denise are going to be sharing so much detail, so much insight, so many strategies, things we don't usually talk about here um, on the podcast. I think you're going to enjoy their approach. And they also had a special honor. They were selected to participate in the Etsy's affiliate commission program for promoting Etsy on TikTok. So I think you're going to enjoy some of their discussion about TikTok as well. So enough ado, let's welcome them to the show. Hi, Lenise. Hi, Denise. Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? Well, I am wonderful. How are you today? Doing good. Doing well. Well, 
Um, I'm I'm totally geeking out because I've never had like two people at once on the show, let alone twins. So I'm I'm having a moment, and I'm so so excited to have you guys together. Uh, we're excited Thank to you. be here. Yeah, this is this is fun. I think your story is so fun. A because you do it together, like um. My, my sister is like nine years younger than me, but she's one of my best friends in the world. And anytime we're doing something together, it makes it better. Like yes. for some reason, you just like add your sister, you know, as so long as you get along well. And it, it it's like makes everything better. So I just love that you're doing that. But also you guys have had some pretty amazing success. And I think that your shops are compelling and interesting and I'm not surprised they've been successful. So I'm really, I'm really looking forward to the audience getting to hear your story today. Thank you. Fun. We're excited. Yeah, this is great. And most people are going to be just listening in. Um, so it's going to be really fun since I can't tell your voices apart. Um, but then some people will opt to go to YouTube and see us on video. So, okay. so imagine you're thinking you're talking to both of them. <laughs> and so like, um, would you like to, I'd love to, I'd love to start with your story. Like tell, introduce yourself so that we know visually who's who and tell us your story, your backgrounds. How did you decide to go into business together? Okay. So I'm Juanice and, um, uh, you're, I'm Denise. Yeah. So <laughs> yes, we're twins. <laughs> uh, we're identical twins. We don't obviously think we look that much alike, but, uh, we do, I think sound alike so that you might hear, um, on the podcast. But, um, so our story, uh, kind of began years ago when we would just do a lot of crafty type things for friends and family. And along the way, everyone would say, oh, you should open an Etsy shop. Well, at the time we were like, what's Etsy? Didn't have a clue. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> exactly. So um, one day sitting at Denise's counter, um, she, her kitchen counter, she lives next door. So real easy to walk next door and right. just uh, <laughs> check in and do whatever. And so um, she says, uh, let's open our Etsy shop. And, and, and we did sitting at her kitchen counter. I think it took us 20, 30 minutes. At best. Did. <laughs> uh, had no clue what we were doing. No, no idea what um, we were going to be about, but we did it. And so that's kind of where we started. Um, and at the time it was, um, what we're selling today is nothing um, like what we sold to begin with. We were selling um, float frames um, with vinyl lettering um, and they were for weddings. And, you know, you've seen those established signs, kind of like the sign you have there that says, you know, together, you know, and it would just be a framed, yeah, sign that, <laughs> you know, you put on your wall, Um but then it became real clear that the logistics of that was not very practical. Not for <laughs> us anyways. Maybe the chipping was a bit of a pain. Yeah. I, yes. I can't relate. <laughs> exactly. Yes, you Breakage. know exactly. <laughs> so it uh, wasn't long after that we pivoted to things that fit in a six by eight white mailer. <laughs> so that made it a lot easier. Um, so, but obviously a lot happened between those two points, but um, that's kind of how we got started on, on our um, shop that's called Nisi's Creations. Five years later, we opened another shop, which Denise manages. Right. So we have a second shop that's um, mostly to support, I'm a teacher, and so supporting teachers and just uplifting things for them to um, think positive about the job because it's a tough job. And yes. so we started creating stickers for um, teacher friends, and then that pivoted also towards um, note, cards. note cards and magnets and bookmarks. And so we create those as well, doing that again at my kitchen counter. <laughs> and um, so we just started that during COVID, we started it and we um, started the second shop. And so we've been doing those for quite well and we enjoy 
making those as well for teachers and friends and note cards for teachers and stationery. I needed some for myself, so why not make them for other people? So that's how we got the second shop up and running. That is amazing. So um, at what point, I'm curious, at what point did you kind of go from selling the bigger physical items you had to ship to paring down? And then at some point you added digital products. Is that, did I have that right? Right. That's right. Yeah. So um, I think we started like in October of 2016 and we didn't get our first order till um, like December of that same year. And, and thank God like it that. wasn't for one of the, the flow frames at all, because like I said, we, we realized that was just not going to be practical for us. And, um, but it happened to be labels um, for wine bottles. And so I remember hearing the cha-ching on my phone and I thought, oh, what is that? And then I realized, oh, we just got an order. <laughs> so naturally I heard we're screaming. We had no idea what we're doing. And our shipping still was not settled at that point. We just knew it could not be, you know, big boxes for, for shipping. Um, so at that point, um, you know, like I said, months later, we, we got the first order and we figured it out and decided, okay, I think this is the direction we need to go in with size of items and shipping of items and things of that nature. So, so that's when we really pivoted to stickers and tags and labels and the things that are much smaller, um, size, the quantity sometimes can be large depending on the order, um, but packaging is so much more manageable with that type of an item. I love the I, the story of you guys just like squealing about that cha-ching because that's the most <laughs> real thing. Yeah, Every yeah. single person listening can relate to that. I mean, at some point it it's just, it just becomes like your soundtrack. It's the, that is yes. the absolute best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, this is something I really loved learning from you when we, when we chatted to plan this episode, what have you guys learned about the the value of niching down in your, in your Etsy business? I mean, I, I'm, I harp on this a lot that it really helps, especially when you're opening a new shop, if you get really specific. So I want to know your real practical experience. Um, you've been so intentional about it. So tell us, yeah. teach us a little bit about that. Well, so, so for Nisi's Creations, the, the first shop, um, you know, like I said, we started on a different direction altogether. But then once we realized um, stickers and labels and tags, well, that's so broad. I mean, you could do stickers and labels and tags for any occasion you can imagine. But we couldn't do all things and be all things. And, um, and, and I don't know that we really wanted to be creating all things either. So it was then decided, well, weddings is where most folks were asking us for our help with tags for wedding favors or stickers to go on, you know, a cookie bag or things of that nature. So we said, well, let's just stay in the wedding space. Well, then wedding kind of lent over into baby showers and things of that nature. And those two things kind of, well, they don't go together at all, um, mm-hmm. and be honest with you, but um, but the things that are needed for those types of events are very similar for stickers and tags and labels, whether it's for a wedding shower, a baby shower, a wedding reception and things of that nature. So that's when we decided to kind of stay in that lane. Um, weddings in general are just huge and broad. And you can imagine you could be making veils for weddings, or you could be making wedding dresses, (laughs) or you could do floral. I mean, it's just everything. And we knew we couldn't do all of it or be all things to everybody. So we just decided to stay where we had most of our experience at. And that's helping other folks with those little details that go with a wedding. They're, They're not elaborate, um, 
things you think about is the, it's the fine details at the end of the day in a wedding when you decide you're going to give every guest a cookie, but you want it in a cute bag or you want a cute sticker on it, you know, or a cute tag. Um, so that's why um, we kind of decided to stay in that lane with regards to wedding. And, and it's worked out well because I think people loved to have things personalized. Yeah. If, if yeah. their items were personalized or, or you can see I've got an unusual name. She doesn't. Hers is Denise. Mine is Lenise. Nobody ever spells Lenise right. So when I could put my name on something, I feel like, oh, my name's on something, you know. But <laughs> even if your name is Sally, you know, an easy name to spell and, and read, um, you'll like your name on something and a wedding date or things of that nature. So being able to personalize it is really where I think it made the big difference. And so that's kind of how on Nisi's creation, we niched down there. But on Simply Elementary. Yeah, when we niched that, I was still working full time, trying to, trying to do the Etsy shop and work at the same time. So we had to make it simple enough so that I can either close a couple of orders before I left to go to work or do it right after I got home. So once we created things, instead of us creating the um, stickers ourselves printing them and cutting them um, we decided to outsource that so that way I have them already at the house I can just grab them put them in an envelope and go we ship it from the house and it made it simpler and then teachers we like to um, get a lot of digital resources so created the digital um, note cards for teachers and postcards so that they can download it from their classroom from their house wherever so that they can quickly create this note card or postcard and send it out right then that same day and not have to wait for it to come in the mail so that helped to narrow the um, focus on what we needed to put in the shop to make it convenient and quickly um, for everyone involved us and the customer isn't that some of the best part of, of building an Etsy business is how you, th this is okay. Because so many people come to me, I do a lot of coaching, one-on-one um, -on -one coaching and they want to have it perfect before they, <laughs> before <laughs> yeah. they launch. I, I get that to a degree, right? You want yeah. things looking put together. You want someone to take a look at it and just be like, okay, make sure you have these things in place. I love how you're, well, first of all, you've literally just dropped so many truth bombs that I, now I need to go. Uh, elaborate into a little more with you, but the the idea of it's a journey and you learn as you go and you figure it as you go. And so long as you have the basics there, when you get started, not to be afraid of letting the journey show you how to figure it. Everything is figure outable. Okay. So I have to go back because I want to make sure I understood this properly. Okay. Were you saying when you chose your niche, it wasn't like intentional up front. You said, we're going to go weddings. You followed what you were being asked for. Like your, your audience, your shoppers trained you in what you should provide. Is that accurate? Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, before we started Etsy, we were already doing stickers and labels and tags and things of that nature for folks, but primarily because they were wedding related that, you know, our friends that maybe, and, and it seemed to be at first, um, our friends were um, having to do rehearsal dinners for their sons and yeah. mothers of boys, I don't didn't know, know what to do. didn't know what to do or something. <laughs> so it then became, well, well, we can make a sticker or an invitation or because they're not obviously as elaborate as the wedding itself, but yet you still want it to be personable yes. and you still want yes. to do all those little detailed things. So that's kind of where that was the lane we were in. That's the type of thing people were asking us to do. And so once we realized that made more sense from a scalability and from shipping and from supplies. And um, I mean, neither one of us like clutter at all. No. So 
our craft room or our offices don't look like craft rooms. And so having to do those things made us, um, gave us the ability to kind of scale things down, keep inventory at a manageable level and supplies and to be able to turn things quickly. So, so yeah, our customers kind of dictated what it was we, we ultimately decided we were going to sell. Same with Simply Elementary, you know, being in the teacher space right. and things of that nature. I, I absolutely love that. And I think some of the best, the most successful shops do. I think, I think by the, by the time uh, my shop is, is currently on vacation mode and we're getting ready to kind of completely change over to a new, um, a new product line, but we were doing these huge signs. So, so many of the designs that are there now, we're not there in the beginning. And it's because over time people asked for something custom right? and that then inspired either a whole new line or a new sign that I made for them, but then I photographed and made available for others. This is, this is an example that says together is uh, my favorite place to be. And yes. it was totally because someone wanted that quote. Most people wanted together is our favorite place to be, but some people are, are detailed and they wanted So I just think that is brilliant. So were you doing a lot of custom orders or, and do you still? So we do custom orders and that's where some of our ideas come from. Right. I mean, that's where, you know, okay. like you said, you get someone that asks for that specific quote, you photograph it and you go, oh, why not? Let's, let's use it. It may or may not sell, but the SEO behind it will kind of dictate whether we decide to go full guns with it or not. Um, but yeah, we do custom orders. We still um, do locally. We still do a lot of things for friends and family that are having weddings and, and whatnot. Wow. But, yeah. And some signs too. Um, but we don't put those things on our Etsy shop just because that's not um, a lane we want to be in specifically. <laughs> I can deliver you something, you know, locally that's, you know, 15 by 30 or whatever, but I don't want to put that in the map. No, you certainly don't. I, I, I'm having flashbacks. Um, <laughs> that is, I think that is amazing. I think that there's a lesson there in letting, like, yes, launching with your idea, having things put together, but then letting the journey take you where you're going to go, letting your audience um, and your your shoppers tell you what they want and responding to that. And then um, also people, like you said, people love personalized and customized, and that's what they come to Etsy for. So mm-hmm. completely Completely brilliant. I, I know what I want to ask you. Are you both really digitally savvy? Are you both um, designers or does one of you take, I, and, and literally my next question is also, how do you split the workload? So maybe we start there too. Who, who does all the designing for it? Because your, your stuff is beautiful. Oh, thank you. So I do all the designing for Nisi's creations and she does okay. the designing for Simply Elementary. Right. <clears throat> so you're both incredible. Got it. I mean, I knew that already, but that is amazing. <laughs> but it, but it's a different kind of a designing. I mean, right. just because weddings, you've got, you know, fonts that are more elegant and scripty and have gifs on them. And then for teachers, you know, we like bright colors and, you know, fun and, you know, things with eyeballs. So it's yeah. just, uh, you know, <laughs> it needs to make you happy, right? Yeah. So, just, so, so it's different for, for both of us, but that works well for us to kind of keep them separated that way. You know, right. she may have an idea for an inspiration or I have one for simply elementary, but we go off and do whatever that idea may be um, separately in that regard. So, but with um, with responsibilities. duties, responsibilities on both shops. Um, so for Nisi's Creations, like I said, I do the designing. She does it for Simply Elementary. And um, I make sure all orders are cut and um, packaged and, and ready to ship. And primarily because, well, 
on the weekends when we both were working, right. we both would do that on the weekends at night, even wow. during after work, yeah. we would for an hour or two take care of whatever. But um, so I, I make sure all orders are packaged and ready to ship. And then we in our Etsy um, shop, we have um, our orders in queues. And so it's first class, flat rate, right. large envelope, priority mail. I don't know. There's right several queues. And so at the end of the day, after I retired, when she got home, she knew everything was in a queue and she would then go in and close those orders out. I would, I would do all the postage. Wow. Yeah. And all okay. the packaging for the postage, get all those ready. And then, like you said, we live next door to each other. So on my way home or driving to work the next day, I'd stop at her house in the morning, yeah. hand her the postage, yeah. and then she'd put that um, packages and in, then, in the envelopes. And Yeah, so then I'd, I'd stuff everything in the envelopes that needs to be mailed. And depending on the day, oh. if it was a busy day yeah. um, that I still had a lot of orders I was working on, my husband, who we call our CFO, our chief, chief free officer, because we, we yeah. don't pay him anything. <laughs> He's also retired. He would take packages to the airport, to the post office for us. During COVID, we had post office pick up. Um, but I don't know. I need to get out of the house every once in a while. So, you know, it would just be a nice drive to the post office, which isn't far. Um, and with a scan sheet, it takes all of 10 minutes to ship, you know, sometimes 50, 60 orders. And, yeah. um, you know, they, they love it. I, we know those ladies, they're personal. They take care of us. We take care of them. So it works yeah. out perfect. And then with our stickers. I um, love that. With our stickers, like we said, they were already pre-cut, um, so I would put those already in an envelope, get them ready to go, and we can print those envelopes from home as well. So we do that postage right there at the house and then put everything in there. We print right on the envelope, so we don't need extra labels or stickers for that. And then oh, wow. get them right to the mailbox or to the post office, just like we would any other packages. So we've been able to streamline it pretty well so we can close pretty quickly Mm -hmm. and doesn't take too long to do that. I don't think. Yeah. So, okay. Are you, do you use packing slips? Is that how Lenise knows what to put in the packages? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I do that primarily because everything we do is personalized and you'd be, or you wouldn't be surprised, honestly, but you know, customers may type in Sally and Mary, but they spell Mary wrong. And so, you know, some things are obvious. I can look at it and, and I'll send a customer a message and say, this doesn't look correct. Just wanted to confirm. Yes. But often I don't know if it's correct or not because it's an unusual name or spelling. And so with the packing slip in there, it allows customers to see what they provided and what we what we sent. Wow. So if there's an issue, then, then, then we don't automatically get a one-star review or something because it was spelled wrong. And we're pretty, to a default, generous when it comes to our customers needing something corrected. If they say it, you know, this was wrong or I put the wrong date, we don't even ask questions for the most part because we're dealing in paper. Now I realize everybody can't do that, but, and it is take some time, but we don't get a lot of it. So we'll just reprint it, cut it, ship it. No questions asked. We just, we just do it. It's the golden rule, right? It's like, we would love that grace for ourselves. Yeah, exactly. It happens so rarely, but it delights people so much when they get that kind of service. I think it's worth it. Even with like a big thing, a big sign. Yeah, I think it's worth it. I love that you you guys do that. Thanks. Yeah. So, and it's it's less time consuming than going back and forth with the customer debating over who was right, who was wrong, what should it be, what is it? You know what I mean? It's just, I've got too many other things. I never thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I think I'm I think that's so clever. I never thought of that. So when so guys, so so people listening, if you have if you do a lot of personalized stuff, that's a great reason to do I never did packing slips. I don't I don't know why. I just I think I wanted to save the paper. I didn't think, you know, I had we all had a digital copy. 
But that right. makes a lot of sense when you've got someone coming back and saying, this is, this is a misprint. Mm -hmm. uh, wow. See, this is why we need each other, right? To bounce yeah. ideas <laughs> off of it. Yeah. And, and well, now on Simple Elementary, we I don't, don't send, send a, a packing slip <laughs> because, you know, it's a sticker. They're getting what they see on the picture, what they see on the Etsy shop. So they're getting what they see. So when they get it, they're just getting the actual items. And it's not personalized. And it's not personalized. Mm -hmm. So there's no need to match anything. So therefore, I just mail the actual items to them. Do you ever find yourself wondering how on earth to respond to a customer's DM when they're either asking about their order status or upset about something? Today's episode is brought to you by my very own customer service templates, PDF download and mini course. The most common post I'm seeing in the Etsy forum these days are people asking for advice in dealing with various customer service problems and situations. I totally get it, you guys. Like when we're in the heat of that moment and we're feeling frazzled or overwhelmed, it can be extra hard to know what to say to diffuse a situation. Like we want to sound empathetic and confident. We want to be professional and warm. Like we wonder how our tone is coming across to that customer as we type out our response and worry that one wrong word could land us in one star review land. Like not to mention, you know, not everyone was born with the gift of the written word. Maybe you're someone who is utterly exhausted by the idea of wordsmithing great responses to customers, and you'd much rather spend your energy on product development or marketing brainstorming. I totally get you, and I totally got you. And now you don't have to figure it out on your own. When you order my customer service templates offering, I'm going to literally hand you over 20 different already written templates for daily, common, and those difficult conversations. They're already written out exactly how I use them so you can actually see them in action. And then I'm also going to give them to you as like a fill-in-the-blank template that you can just make your own and save in your Etsy snippets or an easy-to-access document on your phone or computer. With this, I'm going to throw in a mini course that goes over in detail my personal customer service strategy so that when you do need to come up with a response to something in the future, you're already going to have that inner culture for customer service that's going to guide your writing, and I promise it'll make it so much easier. You can grab these tools today at howtosellyourstuff.com. Leave the guesswork out of your DM responses. I'll do the writing so you can get back to creating. Does anyone order from either of your shop for as a gift where it needs a gift message or anything like that? Yes. Yes? Yeah. Okay. How do, you, how do you do that? Do you do that with a packing slip or do you write a hand note or... Well, I'm with the stickers. I do do a note card and I do write a hand note thanking them. So that goes out to them. But then if they order a gift, order the sticker as a gift, then um, I do print out their gift message and I put that inside of the note card and send it then. So that's the only okay. time I print yeah. that one out. So with um, Nisi's Creations, I mean, I don't do a handwritten note card and, and I understand the value of, of that and why Etsy suggests that, but the volume is too great to, to try yes. to manage that. So because we're in the business of gift tags, we have a gift tag that says thank you. And that's what's attached to each order. And, and it's with our business card and then a tag that says thank you. And it's got a um, twine on it so they can use it for whatever they may want to use it for later. So it's just a tag that says thank you that's attached on every order. Oh my gosh, I love these kinds of details. I think it's so true. <laughs> and I, I, I was totally curious. Um, I, no one ever understood my system. I had some people work for me for a while and I literally, I have this um, 
steno notebook and I would handwrite all of my, I had codes for everything. Oh, and wow. so I'm sorry, if you're just listening, guys, I'm holding something up on the video, but um, <laughs> I would, I, cause I had people ask me, especially when they came to me for coaching, how do you organize your orders? I can't just do it off of the computer screen. And so I would write it out in code like this. And I was just envisioning you guys handing something like this back and forth. Like I was like, <laughs> how does this handoff happen? She's already closed out the order. So even if they went digital, she can't, Lenise can't look at the digital list anymore. I mean, I guess you could look at the completed ones, but I can't, I'm, that gives me a headache. So I was just yeah. so curious. That's brilliant that it's, there's so many practical reasons for that packing slip. I love it. I'm probably yeah. boring everybody else, but and, I am so geeking Etsy, out. With Etsy allowing you to um, add oh, those nice. those categories, that made it perfect for our process for shipping. Right. Now, digital items, um, the customer does the editing. So it's, yeah. it's we use a program called Cordial. So the customer goes in and purchases the um, template. And the beauty of that template is, is they can demo it before they even buy the file. So you can right. demo it, see if you understand it, make sure you know how it works. And so once they purchase the demo file <clears throat> or purchase the template, they can go in, do the edits they want to do, and it's complete. It's it's theirs at that point. They they download the PDF and then they can you know print it or send it off to a, um, you know an office supply, you know, Office Depot, FedEx, and print the item themselves. And that's anything from signs, which I don't have a lot of big signs in there, but we've done some for for local folks. But um, tags, labels, stickers, yeah, whatever, cards, note cards. cards. Yeah, even the note cards in Simple Elementary. Um, so yeah, so the customer does get it. So that's that order is click complete and done. done once they purchase. So there's nothing to have to worry we don't do about there. With that. So does Cordial integrate into Etsy? Yes. 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 Wow, I've never heard yeah, of that one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's beautiful. Yeah. This is so much gold. Yeah. You're giving so this is easier. just amazing. It yeah. makes it easier for teachers because I know when I was in the classroom, there would be times where I needed a note card right then while I could go into Cordial and create something and print it out right there from my classroom and be ready to hand it out to students for a thank you note or you know thank you card for a birthday gift or something. So it's very quickly done. Okay, and I'm going to backtrack a bit because you said something that perked my ears up. How you said something you use that you use categories, the Etsy categories, to help um, with organization. It sounds like I mean, honestly, can you guys adopt me? Because you said you don't like clutter and you're super organized and you have all these systems. And I am your classic creative. I'm not a total. You guys have dealt with me enough already. You know, I am all over the place in a way. I come across as I can. I can get my my act together, but boy. I mean, and if you could see my workspace, I'm embarrassed because you two are, are, are so, okay, so help me understand how you use the categories. So, um, and, and not having it in front of you, I can't tell you exactly how I set it up, but you in yes. Etsy on the um, completed, um, or on your orders page. page, or yeah, I think it's just orders and shipping, you can set up categories and you can name them whatever you want to name them. But like I said, we've chosen to name ours by how they need to be shipped first class, priority, flat rate. We even have some that are large priority. Some are um, small priority boxes. Small priority boxes. Just there's six or eight, seven of them. And so when I finish an order, because I'm, I'm like you, I want to go into the order, see what it needs to be, create the order, make sure it's packaged, and then I move it to the appropriate shipping category. So that at the end of the day, when she gets home and she's ready to close orders, she knows all the orders in the first class 
need to be shipped as first class. And I'll add notes on them as well, because most items are about four to five ounces if they're in first class, but occasionally it may be six or eight or 10 ounces and, or maybe a different type of packaging. And I can add a note on that order. So she sees it when she's ready to place or to close that order out and she'll know to change the weight on it or change the packaging size and then close the order out. And then like I said, at the end of the day, she packs all that together, puts the labels on the the mailers, um, prints out the, the receipts, um, the invoice, and then that next morning she brings that stack of work to me. I insert the orders, and then they're off to the post office. Okay, so you're talking about the is it the little drop down menu that has like order status that you can change? Is that what you mean by categories? No, um, or is it something I- different? Yeah, I think it's something no, I'm going to look on YouTube. They have new <laughs> at the top where you have the list of new orders. It's mm-hmm. new and completed. Yes. On that yes. line is where you can add those different categories. So we have okay. new, first class, priority, right. all those things. So it's all on that same line. And then after I've closed okay. them out, yeah. I can go to the completed and then print out a scan sheet so that she didn't have to stand at the post office and hand them one item at a time to scan, they scan just that scan sheet that has all the orders on it. So it's a quick scan yes. and then we walk out. Yeah. I love how business is constantly this process of learning new things. <laughs> like, yeah. like that is so fun. Because <laughs> I need to tell you, I it has been at least six to nine months since there's been something on Etsy that's come up that I didn't know about before. That is so fun. <laughs> I'm going to see. Okay. So for my, my darling listeners, if there is something I can find on YouTube that shows this, I will put it in the show notes, but there's no guarantee because these girls are so on top of everything, which I have known since I first met them. Um, and it may, there may not be a YouTube video. So when I, if there is not, when I reopen my shop, I'll create one for y'all. But for right now, I could definitely I, see um, a, a screen uh, recording of those tabs and then you can figure out from there how to use it. How about that? That is a riot. And if you really want to do that, I will totally put it on my YouTube channel. <laughs> sure, I'll send you the screen. <laughs> that's a riot okay okay that is so fun I get so excited when I get to learn something new um okay 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 so let's talk about this this is this is going to be really good because um one of the biggest objections I I'm on TikTok which we'll we'll talk about social media here in a little bit and that's where a lot of my um listener base comes from a lot of my clients come from and sometimes in the comments on TikTok you get I get a lot of objections like like you're only successful on Etsy because you started a long time ago. New shops can't make it. You're not going to make, no one's going to have me. And, and, you know, I, I understand why they feel that way because there's so many people who have not been successful dropping hate all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the way, when those people who've been unsuccessful just come and get a little bit of coaching, they take a course, they do something to sharpen their skills. They become, they can make the tweaks to become successful. But you guys, I don't even have to say anything because your story refutes the entire thing. You started <laughs> Nisa's Creations. How many years ago was it? Six, six years ago. Six. six. Oh, I did have it right. And then you started the um, the education shop during the pandemic. So it's a new shop and you've had success with that as well. And for all of you listening, they are not connected. So Etsy is going to treat that new shop like any new kid on the block. They don't have the advantage that, you know, they already have an established shop. They're, it's a totally different login, totally different, all of it. So, okay. I would love to hear... That's that story and how those experiences have been different because the, I will, I do agree that the platform has changed a lot. So I, I got started in um, 
2015. So from from then to now, it's a very different platform. Things have changed. Being successful is different. There's a lot more sellers on it. Tell us how you've made the second shop successful and how the process has been different. You know, I think I've said enough. How the process has been different this time. Right. Well, so I'll start with with Nisi's creation. <clears throat> We didn't know what we didn't know. We we just went for it. <laughs> yeah. We just jumped right in, cold feet, and went for it. And we were crazy enough to believe that, you know, you build it, they'll come. Well, they didn't come. And we were okay with that because we didn't <laughs> we know anything. Yeah. Um, but after getting that first order, I may have told you this. Um, after getting that first order, I said to my husband, there's there's something behind this. I, I got to figure out what it is. And and my husband's a computer scientist. And, and as he looks up from his iPad, he says, well, it's SEO. Well, I had no idea what that meant. <laughs> Thanks, so, like, I, I appreciate that wisdom. Um, so I had no idea what that meant. <laughs> and so naturally, I looked into it. Um, I found a course. And um, I then just started picking up on anything and everything I could find with SEO. And so fast forward to today, um, it, it, it nothing starts in the shop without first looking at SEO. I mean, not you know, she may come up with an idea, I may come up with an idea, but we gotta go see what the SEO element is. And you think, well, it's gift tag, that's your SEO. Well, it's not the gift tag so much as it is the message on the gift tag or the message on the sticker. And so, so once we knew that, that's how Etsy worked. It's a search engine, just like Google is. And so you can't find anything on Google without having the proper tags and keywords. We may not see them because that's we're, we're a user of, geek, of Google, but that's how it operates. And, and um, Etsy is a search engine just like Google. And so once we figured that out, we realized when opening the second shop, SEO was how we had to start. I mean, right. we didn't have that knowledge when we started Nisi's Creation, but we had that knowledge once we started Simply Elementary. And so for me, it's it's a given whether you start today or you start a year from now, unless Etsy just flips it on its head, SEO is still mm-hmm. going to drive how you yes. get found on Etsy. Now, obviously, you have to have a product someone wants. You have to have good photographs and a yes. description and, you know, reviews. And I know those things are tough to come by, but, you know, we all started from zero. And so our zero is the same as your zero. And if you do the things you need to do to get ahead, whether that take be taking a course or, you know, learning from others, um, any of those type of things, we're all going to make a difference. And that's what I think drives your success on Etsy. But it's not a do it and done. It's a constant. You have to constantly be working yes. on your shop and making changes and adding new products and, um, you know, getting rid of things that aren't working for you because those things, you know, you realize quickly aren't selling. So find something that is. So it's a evolving process, whether you started today or started six years from, you know, yesterday, it's, it requires work. So Denise, do you want to talk a little bit about kind of where that, um, where that idea came from and then how did you, did you, I, and I suspect the pandemic people were looking for ways to encourage teachers. So that'll be really interesting to hear your thoughts on that. But also what was the, this was two years, it was two years ago now, right? It was in 2020. Yeah, so, right. okay, so I thought, so yeah. So how did it get started? And then, the, and then the, how did it, how long did it take before you started seeing sales? So got started because, you know, teachers, we were teaching online doing Zoom and, you know, I was teaching my kids. I was trying to keep them motivated, engaged and trying to have it as much fun as possible. So I'm thinking I'm behind the screen. So all of my other teacher friends are also behind the screen. We're all going, this is new to us. What do we do? How do we keep it fun? And so 
I try to think, well, if I'm doing this for my students, let me see if I can do that for my teacher friends. And so that's when I started creating things that, um, you know, just sending them a quick email or a text or something that had something funny in it, whatever. So that's how I kind of shifted to um, sending things to teachers. And then Lenise and her husband came over one night for dinner. Um, Of course, we did our little COVID check every time she came to the door with our (laughs) our wands. But she came over and I said, okay, it's safe to come in. And we were just sitting at the kitchen counter and um, talking about, you know, okay, let's get this started. How can we do this? And um, so we, you know, decided to, I think our first thing was a, a sticker that said teachers have flair. And um, so it was just a pin and it's teachers use flare that pins. teachers use um, flare pins a lot. And so we just put on, the, you know, there that teachers have flair and that was our first sticker. And that's kind of what we um, started with. And then um, it just started to evolve after that. And every time I'd come up with an idea, Lenny said, well, I don't know, check the SEO. Is it good? <laughs> um, before we used it, you know, a particular um, design or something like that. So um, just getting all those things up and running, um, just seeing that I can lift somebody's spirit with a sticker or a fun thing is how um, we got those things got that shop started. And then, like we said, we check the SEO before we create a new sticker or a note card or a postcard. I try to use the same, um, if it's a sticker, I can probably make it into a bookmark and can also make it into a note card. So we did it across all three things and then people can choose um, from those different, um, one of those three things or just choose one. So it just depends on what they're looking for. Were you going to add something, Lenise? I felt like you were like, (laughs) <laughs> I think it's so, I think it's so clever. So do you have a special tool that you like to use for SEO or do you just use the Etsy platform itself? Yeah. So I use um, E-Rank is what I use. And um, I started, I think because of your TikTok or video, I can't remember which I saw um, on Everbee and, and I've been just playing around with Everbee, but um, for a short period of time, I worked for E-Rank. And so I, um, <laughs> yeah, so um <laughs> yeah, so I used to do a lot of uh, beta testing for them uh, when they had changes come out to their platform. And I purely found them through this whole inquire about SEO. What is SEO? How do I use it? And um, Anthony Wolf is the um, creator behind um, a- um, E-Rank. And <clears throat> excuse me, what I love about his story is his wife um, was, has an Etsy shop and was selling and was, you know, struggling with sales. I don't know if struggling is the right word, but obviously had an Etsy shop and, and he, um, he is an ex, um, Microsoft, um, employee. Really? And so oh, wow. he had the technology and the mindset behind all things, you know, computer related. And so he decided to build E-Rank because of her need. And then he obviously had other friends or family customers, whoever, started using it and that's kind of how e-rank was born but so i kind of found them early in their their journey and um i would always comment in um his facebook group or not so much comment but just ask questions and i think i became a nosy nilly or something (laughs) and he reached out to me and asked me if i'd be interested in um and doing beta testing and i said well heck yeah and so that's kind of how oh. I learned a lot about SEO was being able to kind of kick the tires on on his application. But I love that application. Use it every day. And um, and so now we're just kind of folding in um, Everbee just just to see the correlation to see they're two totally different tools. And 
and um, certainly not required at all. There's a lot of ways to go about doing SEO, but it's it's what works for us. And um, so that's kind of why we've stuck with it. This podcast is brought to you by Canva.com. Canva is a web-based tool that I have used for many years to create social media graphics, edit my Etsy product photos, create special flyers and invitations, like all things photo editing. I personally think they have such an easy and intuitive web-based platform, and it has all the features that I need to create beautiful listing pictures and graphics for my business. They also have an app, so I can take my work with me on the go when I'm sitting in the school pickup line or waiting for an appointment to start. I highly recommend Canva to the Etsy seller who isn't necessarily a graphic design expert, but wants their images to look their best because Canva's tools will make your work so much easier and faster. They have an amazing free trial and then a very affordable paid membership that unlocks a ton more features from gorgeous fonts to seriously high quality graphics, stickers, and templates. The best part is you can save drafts and final projects right there on the site for easy future editing and access. I personally have the Canva Pro plan, and I think it's super practical and a great value. You can grab my link down in the show notes. Check it out. I think you'll love it as much as I do. That's awesome. Yeah, I've always, I've, I used E-Rank earlier, earlier on in my Etsy journey. And then in the more recent years, I've been using um, Sales Samurai because I think it's really helpful. Well, I, I know they're very similar. They're, they would be, they would be like neck and neck. Um, I have no, uh, there's also another one, Marmalade. And yes. I mean, many people have subscriptions to all of them and they like to, they like to play around and it's because of my position as like a, like a thought leader um, in, uh, in the Etsy coaching space, I felt like for integrity purposes, I needed to just choose, I, I needed to not work with a bunch of competitors. I felt like that could right. maybe appear a little, I don't know. I, I just, I always want to, be as honoring as I can. So I, I have just chosen sales samurai, but I know that marmalade and E-rank are just as wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to be like loyal and steady. And then Everbee is totally different. Everbee's more like there's a, there's another, um, there's another one that's more similar to Everbee that I haven't worked with before. I don't know why I can't, I know I just can't think of the name right now, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> classic, but that's okay. ever, ever be as great. And it's free, which is really nice yeah. because of the folks that I work with. I like having free options where I can tell someone it's not just a free trial. You mm-hmm. can use this for free. Um, you know, up to certain number of searches a month, you have access to it, but I really like how it shows you the tags. Yes. Because it used to be on the early days in Etsy that every single listing, if you went to it, you could see what tags they use. And now it, they're not always, sometimes you can find them, but a lot of times they're not there. Uh, it, and it doesn't make any rhyme or reason to me wh- why they are or aren't. And so I like ever be one of the main things I use it for is to see what the tags are. Um, yeah. So I love that you're playing with it. And Lenise, please, but, and Denise, if you send me any feedback you have at any point, um, because I'm friends now with the owner of Everbee. I've been really excited about someone developing a free tool. Okay. But anyway, I'm going down the route. Because I I have no, um, no um, commission or anything related to E-Rank, but they also have a free version. And so it's great for folks starting out. Wonderful. Yeah. To, to, to start using. Is it it like you've got so many searches a month? Uh, yeah, there's there's Sorry, a limit. Don't forget the feedback. <laughs> yeah, there, there is a limit on the search. I don't recall what it is. It's on their plan, so I mean, I know you can see it on their website. But um, I, I think the free version is great for anyone starting out, and even if you're in it a while, you may only need the free version. It it just depends on how deep you want to go into that that um, data mining. But um, 
But yeah, they have a great one. And that's where I started was the free version. And now I use the pro version, but, um, but a lot of times evolved since start to finish. So it, it really is my opinion, start with the free, get used to it, get comfortable with it and then grow because your shop will grow with you. And so at that yes. point is when you'll realize you need more data, but I, some folks out of the gate pro may be what you need, but others, I say, start with the free version. I love that because so many people are starting on such a shoestring budget and they really don't have like eight to $10 a month to put, like they really don't, they need to choose to put that in other places. And I, I love that that's available. So thank you. I will, um, let me make sure and put a note here to link E-Rank for you guys. Not that it's hard to find, but I'll link it for, for those of you listening. So, um, so ladies, we found each other on social media, which was so fun. It was completely random that you, I, I honestly, I'm so grateful you said yes Lenise, I want to say you commented on a on a TikTok, and then yes. I went and looked at your you know your profile, and then went and looked at your Etsy shop, and I'm like, oh no, you are really good at this. <laughs> <You're-> <laughs> I'm thrilled you're taking tips from me, and I mean, like, I know we that's the whole point, right? We learn from each other, and that's amazing. But um, but then I was like, I would love to have you on the podcast. So again, thank you for being here. But h- how do you? girls use social media to promote your Etsy business or do you, do you use it at all? And well, you must, because I found you through a, it was a nice creation account. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's, it's kind of two different paths depending on the shop, but we, we both use Nisi's creation. And I think when we first started out, you know, you read blogs and you read um, other people's journeys and, and everyone says you need to use social media. Well, um, I'm kind of, in two camps on that. Um, one camp is, no, you don't need to use social media. And I'll tell you why in a second. And the other is, when you first start, I think I think you do need to use social media. And the camp that I'm in with, no, you don't, is because if your SEO is in place, Etsy should be driving that traffic for you. You're paying Etsy a fee, so Etsy should be sending you traffic. But they can't do that if your SEO is not right. You don't have quality photos. You don't have a good description. So there's a lot of things that happen. Now, from day one, that's not going to be the case. So from day one, we did start with social media and we still use it. But I also think you have to find a platform that works for you. So don't do Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest. Don't do them all because you're not going to figure out what works well until you figure out a platform that you can one master and then go from there. So yeah, we all have Facebook pages. We all have Instagram pages and those two probably go hand in hand. You can start those and it works well, but uh, we use Pinterest a lot. Pinterest drives a lot of our traffic. I say a lot. It drives about 20% of our traffic, but the other 80% shops, um, well, definitely for Nisi's creation. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, it drives about 20%. And then the other 80 to 85%, it gives or takes, um, is SEO. Now, okay. TikTok for Nisi's creation has been, and for Simply Elementary, it has been a whole nother journey yes. that we're just starting on. So the power of TikTok is real. I yes. mean, it's scary real. Agree. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, um, so again, I think you've got to find a platform that works. And I'll be honest. I don't do it consistently. Um, I just don't. And um, I think it's because one, I have to manage the the volume oh, we yes. have coming in and TikTok can be very predictable. If, if you mm-hmm. hit a viral moment, which we have. Um, oh, and tell then- us a story. Tell <laughs> us one. Tell us one that happened. Okay. So um, one that happened was um, 
I created a label and here's what's crazy about it. It's not even wedding or baby related. It's graduation related. (laughs) And I just put it on TikTok because I'm not like really sure about this platform yet, but it was just me making this label and putting it on um, a little um, can or container of Tic Tacs candy. And it says, it says um, outstanding achievement, M-I-N-T. So, cause they're mints. So, and on the back of it, it says, thank or class of 2022, congratulations, Susie, or whoever. And I was putting those labels on. And that was a simple video, less than seven or eight seconds. And it went viral. It's, it honestly <gasps> scared me. Yeah. <laughs> the it morning. Scared I'll link yeah. it, you guys. I'll link it. <laughs> I, I woke up, like, I don't know, two or three days later, and I called Denise and I said, I think that TikTok went viral. She goes, why do you know? And I said, well, when all the comments were in a foreign language, I couldn't understand. Yeah. <laughs> I had to translate. <laughs> and so fast forward. <laughs> so it, it, I don't think, I think it's close to 900,000 views now, it, uh, but I've done two or three of them now. Um, and collectively they're over a million views on those three TikToks. And so we got to the point, fast forward, I put it up in the middle of graduation season and it went crazy. And, and sales went I, I ha- we had to deactivate the, the listing, listing because I couldn't keep up with the sales. The volume. The volume was just overwhelming. And so so right now that listing is deactivated. And so I <gasps> thought, well, wait a minute. This there's there's another twist to this. So we created a digital template of that same way. Yes. And so now yes. I can buy the digital template and do it for themselves. Yeah. And I gotta still manage <laughs> the number of orders coming in. So like I said, that never happened on Instagram, been on Instagram for six years. And yeah, no. we just never saw that kind of volume. Then uh-huh. on Facebook, the same time. Yes, we get a few orders. Yeah. But TikTok is it's a different animal. People on TikTok, I think, are just in a buying mood. I, I just think they do want to buy things or try things or do something different. Um, and so that's, we must have just hit the sweet spot right okay. there. So, And I, I think that either Etsy now... When I list an um, item on TikTok and I put their hashtag in there, Etsy TikTok, um, they um, have partnered with a, another company, Awin, and they pay me a small commission for any time I get an order from a TikTok um, that I put up. If a wow. customer um, clicks on that and then um, makes an order, then I get a small commission from that order just because of being on TikTok. And then Etsy has their new app platform that they're also asking us to put um, videos videos. on their discoverer. And I put those on there as well. So if I put it on TikTok, I'll put it on Etsy's um, platform. And then I put it on my Instagram and Etsy recognized that I had so many um, TikToks on their platform that they're going to send me a um, camera mount, a phone mount to mount so I can take more TikToks. <laughs> so we're still just playing with it, but Etsy is, I think, still starting to understand the value of it too because they're wanting people to put more videos on um, TikTok so that they can be shown to other people. So that's how I've been getting, you know, what on the dashboard, right? The notification, um, do you want to like, do you want to boost with TikTok? You know, it's yeah. kind of in- inviting people to start promoting, but right. I'm not sure. I hadn't heard of the, um, I, I'm familiar with AWIN as an affiliate because Etsy otherwise 
when when someone when an, an influencer is an affiliate for Etsy, that's a whole separate deal. And when you're an Etsy seller, it's they don't want you being an affiliate for yourself through that program. So that's mm-hmm. that's different, and it's very hard to qualify for if you're a seller. But I haven't heard of this TikTok connection. Um, do you, was there a publication that you read that told you about that? Or well, I got an email from Etsy. I don't know, okay. uh, several months back. That well, initially they started with the um, app. They wanted us to um, try the app. The, the new app. So I tried that out, been using it, you know, as far as, um, you know, sending them any bugs or things like that they needed. And then I had got another email that basically asked um, if I would um, list my listings or use that hashtag on the TikTok, then there would be a small commission for that. So that's how it all came through Etsy. I got emails for each one okay. of those things. And then I just signed up for them. And out of the blue, they said, okay, you qualify for this and I've done it and it's showing up and, you know, they're finding So you us. are a beta tester. So guys, don't email me asking. I have no idea how to connect you with this. This has to be my invitation from Etsy. Yeah, it was <laughs> it, well, it makes sense. I'm sure it was just a random. I mean, right. there's nothing special about either of our shops that, you know, Etsy will periodically send out through Etsy uh, messaging or through their dashboard system um, requests for beta testers or whatever. And so some we do, mm-hmm. some we don't. And that one we happen to do. Um, the whole thing about TikTok came about because Etsy had a podcast about, um, and it was the TikTok marketing group with Etsy yes. and about the power of using TikTok. And I happened to listen to that. And then I thought, well, let's try it. What do we got to lose? Yeah. Well, we haven't lost anything. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been fun, uh, but totally different than anything else I've ever experienced in the right. way of social media. And you know what? We didn't add this to our discussion list, but we talked about it before, Linnie. Something that you um, you brought up that I thought was so fascinating is, because people don't think think of this. You guys have done a lot of using Etsy's Etsy's resources to figure out how to be successful on Etsy. You went through with a fine tooth comb their seller guide. You yes. know, you you listen to the podcasts. You consume their content. Yes. So I, I'm kind of of the opinion that you just constantly have to be learning with with a platform like Etsy or any marketplace. I mean, because they're changing. So you've got to kind of adapt or keep up with them or else you kind of get left behind. You don't want to find out about an algorithm change six months after it happened, because that's when you're no. probably going to realize your sales have tanked or something has occurred. So. Um, so, yeah, when there's, um, you know, a, a change, they usually announce it on their um, through the dashboard or email or some form of communication. So I try to read through it or, or certainly listen to it. But the Etsy seller handbook, which we did not read day one on either mm-hmm. shop when we started, yeah. <laughs> um, is definitely a great guide for finding all kinds of information that you need to know. Um, Etsy created that um, seller guide to help you be successful on Etsy. The problem is, is most people don't start there or don't read it until there's obviously an issue or, you know, maybe one day you've got time. Now you can't sit down and read it cover to cover. There's a lot of information in there, but start with, you know, photographing or SEO or, um, shipping, whatever your, um, you know, struggle may be at the moment, kind of start there, but then always use it as a resource when you're struggling with something um, related to Etsy, because it does, it truly does have everything you can imagine in it to be successful. Now, it does require some effort to, to have to execute what it's being um, 
explained in the, the seller guide, but it will also keep you out of trouble with copywriting and infringement yes. and things of that nature too. So, um, and those are things people just don't think about when they started. Um, you know, it's Etsy shop, especially if you're selling things like we do that are, you know, phrases or quotes or sayings, those things are trademarked. And, and so we have to check those. That's part of the SEO process. We've got to go to the trademark copyright infringement um, website. USPTO.gov. Yeah. And, and make sure the phrase is, you know, appropriate to use and can it be used for what we're trying to make it for, you know? Um, so th- there's, like I said, a lot of work into it, but it, it doesn't have to be overwhelming if you find a process and a structure that works for you as a seller. Gosh, even I need to hear that. Sometimes this, when, you know, when I got started, we didn't, I'm sure we were supposed to, but no one talked about checking for trademark violations, doing your research on USPTO.gov. That's become much more prominent the past couple of years. And um, it can feel very overwhelming because you can come up with, you can do a search and come up with a hundred thousand or more Yes. results that you have to skim through. It can feel very overwhelming. But the nice thing is, is once you've, once you've established, then this is why you want to do your SEO research first. Don't, you don't want to put hours and hours in, of research into something that isn't going to sell. You need to make sure first, this is something that people are shopping for. You can get great photographs for, you can get a great listing. You're paying attention to the best sellers in your niche, you know, because yes. if you don't, then you're going to spend all this time and it is going to feel exhausting and draining and you're going to burn out really fast. But if you do your homework first, you make sure you're onto something that will sell. Mm-hmm. It's a whole, it, it, then you do the research once and yes, you've got to make sure that a trademark violation doesn't come up a year or a trademark. It doesn't become trademarked a year later. You've got to keep your research ongoing, but it doesn't have to be so crippling. Exactly. And that's kind of the reason why, you know, in Etsy, when it, um, it allows you to put a listing on automatic or, um, or, what yes. is it, or automatic. Well, so we set them as manuals yeah. so that when it does expire, we can go back and check those things like your, um, trademark, you know, is this phrase now trademark? Because every day, thousands and thousands of phrases and words are trademarked. But it allows us to also reset the SEO. I mean, something, a phrase, let's just say, um, meant to be, um, may have been great at the time um, it was created, but maybe now it's not such a good keyword. So it's a good opportunity to go see what's a better keyword to use to maybe generate more sales. So so that's, that's why I think FC gives you that option to set something manually or automatic. Now, for our shop, that's what works. Now, it may not work for shops that have, you know, hundreds. Uh, and we have 250 to, in our shop. So, but they're not all renewing at the same time. So, it's only three or four yeah. you may have to check a day, you know. So, that's one of those things that uh, we try to take advantage of. I mean, if Etsy provides the tool, it may not work in every case and it may not work for every seller, but we try to take advantage of it or certainly exhaust, you know, the pros and cons of it to see if we can benefit from it. Cause they didn't put it out there just cause they had nothing to do that day. They put it out there for a reason. So let's see what, what it is and if it's beneficial. Uh, but I, here's the thing though. I'm going to tell you guys, you are particularly innovative and savvy and clever at, at figuring out how to use those tools in somewhat unconventional ways. I, I mean, <laughs> I, there's just nothing more I can say about it. I think that's brilliant. So um, I always used the, that as a, I liked to use manual because I liked it to come up and be like, do I want to continue? I check and see, do I have advertising on, on this? Is this actually selling? Do I need to, but I had never used it as a trigger to go. Uh, I did, I did SEO much more sporadically than that. So I think that is brilliant. That feels, I had a lot of listings, so that feels very overwhelming, but you're right. It's just a couple at a time. 
And, and you could always leave it. You don't have to do it that day. You could leave it expired for a couple of days until you can get to it. But what a wonderful prompt to keep yourself compliant. You know, it, it's all fun and games until you get sued. And it's not perfect. I mean, I could very well, she could have very well missed something, but we try to make that our opportunity to go in and, and check those things. Now, do they change that frequently? I really don't know how frequent, mm-hmm. you know, um, they're updated or changed, but but as you know, a phrase has, is either alive or dead. It does have an expiration date on it. So, and, and I use that meant to be, for example, when we first started looking at that, that was trademarked and it was trademarked specifically for labels. And so we couldn't use it. Oh. And you'll see there's a lot of shops that do use it and they're using it for labels. Well, just recently that um, term is expired and they did not renew their trademark. So now it's usable for stickers and labels. Now, will it be six months from now? Maybe they choose to go back and renew it. We don't know, but we'll we'll check it again and, and see where we are. But it's things like that. So I don't know if you ever can be dead on with, you know, you can't, is it right or not, but it's certainly um, beneficial to have that exercise to, to catch those things when you can. Well, usually in those kind of scenarios too, you know, you're going to get a slap on the wrist. You're you're going to get a cease and desist, right. you know, um, private message is, is how that typically, if you're a brand new shop and you put up a whole bunch of trademark violated, violating um, phrases, then no, you're going to get shut down right away. But if you've otherwise been doing things on the up and up, you're, you're diligent, you're on top of it, you're respectful of other people's work, then you're just going to get a DM and you're going to say, oh, I am so sorry, I'll take that down right now. And you're fine. Because they Absolutely. don't want to go to court. They don't want to have right. a lot of are expensive for everybody. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So I have, this is, uh, it is, I am really enjoying myself. We have gone down so many fun rabbit holes. Um, I feel like you guys should be Etsy coaches. <laughs> so just a thought. <laughs> and um, let's, as we wrap up today, I, I'd love just for each of you to give a tip or two that you would suggest to someone just getting started on Etsy. What, what would you, I mean, you've already imparted so much wisdom, but like think of that newbie just getting started, feeling overwhelmed, hasn't even put, turned their shop on yet. Cause they're so nervous. A couple of little tips, please. So I, I would start with read the seller handbook. I mean, <laughs> and, and again, it, they even have a section in there about getting started. So if you don't do anything, but start there. Start there, um, and you'll find as you do that, you'll you'll gain other um, tips and benefits from that as well. Um, photography is everything um, because yes. you know customers cannot touch, feel, or see your items, so they're relying on that photograph. And I'll be honest, when I first started with Etsy, and and we had five photos spots, and I remember saying. How am I supposed to put five photos of a tag? It's just a tag. How, right. What what five photos? Well, it's crazy now that we have ten spots. Yeah. <laughs> what you can you can use those photos for? So, um, but it's take it from every angle so that customer can see it flat, see it in use, see it you know on its head. I mean, just turn your item every which way you can imagine, but certainly show it in use because it, it shows scale. It shows um, how it could possibly look and who knows what they're going, the customer's going to use it for, but they'll get a lot of information from that photo. So we just use, um, you know, our camera, our, camera. I mean, our, our, phones. our phones, our iPhone, but you know, we started with a camera that was way too complicated for us but iphones or smartphones now are so sophisticated with the cameras in them and the ability to edit with them that that's really all you need so i my two tips would be user um 
seller handbook and, and use of photos. Right. I would echo those same things, but um, I would say also definitely the pictures. Um, it's kind of hard to, um, you know, show it in action. You got to use, um, show your product in action. And I had to learn that the hard way because, you know, you just have a sticker. What do you stick it on? You just stick it on a flat surface. Well, okay, well, does anybody want to see that it's stuck to my camera? Um, so, or stuck to my computer, so maybe not. But then videos have been huge, um, adding videos yes. using your product. If if my sticker is waterproof, I need to show it under some water. We've taken my water bottle and thrown it in the pool. <laughs> um, you know, we've just put it wherever it can be used so people can actually see, oh wait, they have it underwater. It's been sitting there for, you know, a good five minutes or so, well, not five minutes, but it's been there for some time that it's, you know, hasn't shown any problems. So definitely use videos in any way you can find to show your product off is also um, huge, I think. And, and the last one I would think be, I was, I was just going to say the last one would be um, SEO. I mean, you, you have to know, and, and the beauty of SEO, if we haven't said it is, it's search engine optimization, but it's understanding what customers are searching for. So if they're not searching for, um, you know, a polka dotted blue cup, yes. well, then that's not what you probably want to be selling. But if you find that the SEO on a polka dotted blue cup is selling, well, that's what you want to be making. If you can make it and that's what you're into, then that's what you want to do. So, so SEO, seller handbook, photos and videos are almost a must to, to get going. I think those are spectacular tips and I'm, I'm really glad, um, you know, it, we don't always hear the use those listing videos, but they have become more and more important. It answers so many questions that pictures can't. Mm -hmm. um, and now I, I guess more than half of, of shoppers want to see a video. They're more yes. likely to buy from a listing that has a video. So I'm so glad you included that one. That That's not one we get as often. So ladies, where can folks find you? I'm going to link everything you've given me to link um, in the show notes for our, for our listeners, but where would you invite them to come follow you, find you, try to hire you as an Etsy coach? <laughs> <laughs> Just the last one there. I don't think that'll be the case. Not anytime <laughs> soon. Um, but no. um, <laughs> we're definitely on um, TikTok, both Simply Elementary Nisi's Stickers Creations. and Nisi's Creations are on TikTok. And don't judge us there. We're, we're learning. Yeah. We don't like to put our we don't do the skits. We are more like showing our items. So yeah, so um, you won't find too much. I don't know, joking around there, but it's okay. Yeah, we're learning. But you've gone viral, so yeah. you got our attention. <laughs> yeah. Um, so TikTok, Instagram, and Pinterest. Pinterest. And um, I, I think Pinterest is an interesting one because it's not really social media, but Pinterest can drive a lot of traffic. Most people that go to Pinterest are are shopping. They're looking to find ideas for their party or their event or or some occasion. And so Pinterest is a great way to put your product out there. It links right back to your shop. So when they click through it's right there on your Etsy page and if they're going to buy they're going to buy it right then um, so it's always a good idea to um, to consider Pinterest it's free marketing it doesn't cost anything it's just your time obviously um, and they have an algorithm and they have some effort but it's really not that complicated once you get um, you know the basics down of that that application but there's so many um, applications out there find what works for you Instagram and TikTok are working for us and so that's kind of where we spend our time um, when we're doing social media and whatever you put on one use it on the same on the other applications you don't have to recreate the will okay. every time you print a new um, I mean come up with a new um, video use the same one on all platforms 
Isn't that the best part? So is your yeah. is your handle for all of them the at Nisi's Creations? Yes, or at Simply Elementary Stickers. Yes. Simply Elementary Stickers. Okay, so at yes. Simply Elementary Stickers or at Nisi's Creations. And how how is that one spelled? So we we get that one right. Um, under Nisi's Creations, it's N E E S E S C R E A T I O N S. Perfect. Okay, and I we really should have talked about this at the beginning, but Nisi, you, you're but Lenise and Dean, is this what your mom called? Uh, is this what she called you? His nickname? This had to be a nickname. Yes. Yes. She called us both Nisi, and strangely enough, we always knew who was in trouble just by her saying Nisi. So right. it only made sense that we name our shop after ourselves. Oh. Of her. Yeah. <laughs> so but that has got to be a cool thing. Yeah, she's 92 years 92. old, and she still calls us Nisi. <gasps> yeah, Stop it. Like, and you know which one she's talking to? I can't yeah, oh, even. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a twin thing. Um, this has been beyond charming, beyond delightful. I, thank you for your generosity. You shared so many wonderful tips and and really uh, very unique. Your, your approach to this has been really unique, and I know that the audience is going to love it. I hope it's been fun for you. It's been an absolute pleasure to be with you. Yeah, yes. it's been great. It's, it's been a lot of fun. So enjoyed it. So glad I found you on TikTok. So uh, looking forward to see what else you come up with. <laughs> I know we absolutely have to keep in touch. And um, and yes. I don't know, we'll, we'll see how these things develop. My guess is you're going to have more projects and maybe we can sweet talk you to come back next year or something. <laughs> <laughs> Would love to. Yeah, it's been fun. Yes. All right, ladies, I'll talk to you soon. And to our listeners, have a wonderful day. We'll see right. you next Thank time. You. Thank you. And that's a wrap on this episode of How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.